Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Global Storytime Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. Today's story comes from Korea. The name of the story is The Green Gem, and it's about a magical green gem that can grant you any wish you like. This story also has a dog and a cat as main characters. Korean folktales often feature animals that help explain the natural world and things that we experience every day. Now, in this story, there are two things, or maybe three, three things that I want to bring to your attention and explain before we get into the story. So number one is red beans. Red beans are a thing that are mentioned later in the story. And in case you're wondering, what are these red beans? They are a food that is very nutritious and they have a lot of uses in a lot of different Korean dishes. So they're often used to make porridge and they can be sweetened and used in pastries. Also later in the story, we are going to hear about some fish dancing. So the first one is a bream, which is a very fishy looking fish that's red and commonly found all over the world. And the other one is a sole. The sole is a very flat fish with a huge tongue. It's known for its huge tongue. Imagine that. All right, that's enough to get us started. So on with the story. The Magic Gem Once upon a time, there was an old fisherman who lived with his wife in a small hut at the bank of a large river. One day, as usual, he went to the river to fish as he was too old to work. All day long he cast his line, but he did not catch a single fish. He thought of returning home empty-handed, but he would not give up and threw his line into the water one last time. This time, there was a big tug, and when he pulled out his line, he found that he had caught a huge carp. The old man was overjoyed, but as he put the carp into his basket, he noticed that the fish's eyes were full of tears. On top of that, the carp was opening and shutting its mouth as if it was trying to say something. The fisherman was finally struck with pity for the poor fish. You're trying to say, let me go, aren't you? He said. Yes, I understand. I'll let you go. So the gentle old man set the fish free in the river. He then slung his empty wicker basket on his shoulder and set off for home. He knew that he and his wife would have nothing to eat for supper and would be hungry again, yet he felt at peace. The next morning, the old man returned to the river to fish. Suddenly, a beautiful young girl stood before him and bowed politely. The old man was taken aback and asked, Who are you? The young girl bowed again and replied, I am a messenger from the palace of the Dragon King. The carp you saved yesterday is really the prince of the Dragon Palace. Thanks to your mercy, he returned home safely. The king of the Dragon Palace was deeply moved when he heard that you had spared his son's life, and he wishes to repay you. 
He invites you to visit him and sent me to take you back to the palace. Please come with me. The lovely girl mumbled some strange words as though chanting a magic spell. Suddenly, the waters of the river parted in two, and before the fisherman's eyes, there appeared a bright yellow path leading down underneath the water, the likes of which he had never seen before. The old fisherman could not tell whether he was dreaming or not, but he rose to his feet and followed the young girl down into the river. To his astonishment, he could breathe underwater. The two walked on and on. Just when it seemed as if the path had no end, the dragon palace suddenly appeared before them. The sight would have surprised anyone, for it was very grand and beautiful. The old fisherman had often heard stories of the dragon palace underneath the waters, but never in his wildest dreams had he imagined he would see it. The dragon king was waiting outside the palace and greeted the old fisherman with open arms. The prince also came out to welcome the old man and to thank him. I am the carp you caught yesterday. I have to thank you for saving my life. Yet, I don't know how to express my gratitude, the prince said. The old fisherman felt as if he were in a dream. They went inside the palace where the king had spread a great feast, and a host of fish began to dance. First a bream, and then a soul performed special dances for the honored guest. Many days were spent feasting and merrymaking. But amidst these pleasures, the old fisherman began to worry about his wife and his home. His worries mounted with the passing of each day. He thought about how lonely his wife must be all by herself. The prince noticed how troubled the old man had become and said, You need not worry any longer. You may return home at any time you wish. But there is one thing I would like to tell you before you leave. My father will offer you a gift upon your departure. When he offers you something, you must say you do not want anything but the green gem that is kept in the palace treasure box. As long as you have this magic gem, you can wish for anything you desire, and your wish will be granted. Don't forget, be sure to ask for the green gem. The old fisherman decided he was ready to return to his wife. As he prepared to leave, the king called to him and said, I hear you're going home, my good man, and I want to give you a present. What would you like as a remembrance of your stay here? The old man recalled what the prince had told him and answered, The only thing I want is the green gem in your treasure box. A troubled look came over the king's face. I cannot give you that, he said, but I will give you anything else. The prince spoke up, Father, it's true that the green gem is very precious, but remember, this man saved my life. I am standing here now, safe and sound, thanks to this old fisherman. The gem is but a small token of his kindness. What you have to say is true, agreed the king. So he brought out the green gem from the treasure box and handed it to the fisherman. Take good care of this magic green gem, kind man, and it will take care of you, said the king. The old man thanked the king and prince for their generosity and said goodbye. The young girl who brought the fisherman to the dragon palace led the old man back along the path through the river up to the river bank, and the fisherman was soon safe in his own home. During the fisherman's absence, his wife had worried constantly. She couldn't imagine what had happened to him. 
so she was overjoyed when he returned safely. The old man told his wife how he had been taken to the Dragon Palace in return for saving the life of the carp, who was really the prince of the palace, and how he had been given a green gem as a farewell present. He brought out the gem and explained that through its power, their every wish would be fulfilled. The old woman said, If that's true, let's test it. I wish we had a large and beautiful home. No sooner had she said this than their old straw-thatched hut disappeared, and in its place stood a splendid mansion. The old man and old woman were very pleased. Next, they wished for rice and wheat and red beans. The magic gem produced as much of these as the couple desired. There was now enough food for the two of them to eat for many days. The green gem brought them whatever they desired, even silver and gold. The old man and woman who had lived in poverty all of their lives were now able to enjoy a life of riches. Across the river lived a mean old woman. When this woman heard of the good fortune that had come to the old fisherman and his wife, she was filled with envy. I must go and get that green gem somehow, she mumbled to herself and she schemed and schemed for a way to get it. One day, a plan came to her. She waited until the old man was away from home and then dressed herself up like a cloth peddler. Then she called on the fisherman's wife. My, what a beautiful home you have, she said in her most sweet and flattering voice. I have heard that you were given a magic green gem by the king of the dragon palace. Please, I'd just love to see what it looks like. Can I see it? Just for a minute? I'd love to tell my friends that I've seen the magic gem. The honest fisherman's wife was completely taken in by the polite manner and flattering tone of the cloth peddler. Why, of course, she said. I'll gladly bring it out to show you. The good-hearted woman went into her home and brought out the green gem. The false cloth peddler got all excited and oogled the gem. When the kind fisherman's wife saw how anxious the cloth peddler was, she said, You can hold it if you'd like, and handed it to the cloth peddler. It's so good of you to let me see it, she said. It's lovely indeed. She turned the gem this way and that and gazed at it from all sides. Then, when the fisherman's wife was not looking, she slipped the gem into her pocket and took out a green stone that looked like the green gem. But it was only an ordinary stone without any of the magic powers of the green gem. Thank you so much for showing me your treasure, the scheming woman said. You must take good care of it. Then she handed the false gem to the fisherman's wife and quickly departed. No sooner had the bad woman gone than the beautiful tiled mansion disappeared, and as the fisherman's wife watched with horror, in place of it there appeared to be an old straw thatched hut in which she and her husband had first lived. What has happened? cried the fisherman's wife. How could this be? She suddenly realized that the cloth peddler was nowhere to be found. What should I do? moaned the fisherman's wife. How will I explain all of this to my husband? She looked at the miserable shack and cried pitifully, but there was nothing she could do to recover the magic gem. The fisherman soon returned and was astonished to find that his fine house was gone. What happened to our home? 
he asked his wife. But the old woman was too grief-stricken to say a word. All she could do was wail and weep. The beautiful mansion, the riches, and the happiness of the old couple were now things of the past. They had faded away like a dream. The old man and woman sat huddled in their miserable hut, not speaking a word to each other, wondering what they should do. Now, the old man and the old woman had no children, but they did have a pet dog and cat whom they loved dearly. Seeing the old fisherman and his wife wailing over the loss of the green gem, and in such a sorry state, the dog said, Let's go get that green gem back for the kind old man and old woman. Yes, they have both been good to us all of these years. Now it is time for us to try and repay them, the cat chimed in. The dog and the cat knew that the cloth peddler was really the bad woman from across the river in disguise, so they immediately set out for her house. When they came to the river, the cat got on the dog's back, and the dog jumped into the river and swam to the other shore. They climbed up the bank and saw a large and beautiful home that they have never seen before. That must be the house of the bad woman who stole the green gem. The gem must be hidden somewhere inside, the dog said. The dog and the cat crept up to the house and slipped into the yard to take a good look around. Not knowing she was being spied on, the bad old woman happened to look out from one of the rooms. There she is! That's the cloth peddler who came to our home, cried the cat. Then the cat gently jumped onto the porch and quickly slipped into the house. There were so many rooms that the cat could not tell where the green gym was hidden but the clever cat kept peeking into one room after another. The green gem is a great treasure. The bad woman wouldn't leave it in just any place. It must be hidden in the innermost room, the cat thought. So she made her way to the room at the very back of the house. There she spied a cupboard. Aha! That would be the most obvious place for her to hide the green gem, the cat thought and quietly opened the cupboard door, just catching a glimpse of the gem. The bad woman must have heard the cat, for she came running into the room. Scat, you cat! She cried in a huff. What are you doing here? What a frightful face she had! She snatched at the cat and threw her out of the house. Now that the cat knew for sure where the green gem was hidden, she went back to where the dog was waiting for her in the yard. Did you find it? The dog asked impatiently. Yes, I did, answered the cat. But the problem now is how to get it back. It's kept in the cupboard in the innermost room. Don't worry, the dog replied. As long as we know where it is, we'll find some way to get it back. But say, aren't you hungry? I'm famished. Neither the dog or the cat had eaten any supper. Let's go and look for some food then, said the cat. So the cat and the dog set off together to find food. Where can we find something good to eat, the cat thought as they prowled through the house. Suddenly, they heard a commotion inside the storeroom. They tiptoed softly to the door and peeked inside. The cat and the dog were shocked to find 50 or 60 mice having a grand feast. They watched the proceedings for a while. Suddenly, they both leapt into the room and the cat pounced on the king of the mice, who was seated in the place of honor. The cat grabbed the mouse by its neck with her paws and pinned it to the floor. The other mice scampered about the room, screeching and squeaking in great confusion. The cat called out to the mice to be quiet. Listen, you mice! In the innermost room of this house, there is a cupboard. Inside that cupboard, there is a green gem, hidden away. 
Bring me that gem immediately. If you do not, I shall eat your king right on the spot. The cat made fierce eyes and glared at the mice. The mice were all upset, but they answered quickly. We shall get the green gem for you. Such a task is no trouble at all. We shall bring it right back to you. Please spare our king. Then five or six of the mice, the one with the strongest teeth, scampered out of the storeroom, and sure enough, before long, they came back again with the green gem. As soon as the mice handed the gem over to the cat, she thanked the mice and let the mouse king go. Both the cat and the dog were overjoyed that they had recovered the green gem. Just then, they heard the old woman's footstep. Now that we have the gem, we have nothing more to do here. Let's get out of here before that old woman finds us. Let's go home as fast as we can and make that old man and woman very happy. Then, completely forgetting their hunger, the two set off for home. The dog and the cat reached the river. The cat put the precious green gem in her mouth and jumped on the dog's back. The cat slipped a few times as the dog's fur was wet and slippery, but finally managed to grasp the dog tightly and stay on his back. The dog began swimming across the river. When they came to a point midway between the banks of the river, the dog thought that he felt the cat slipping and began to worry about the precious green gem. Are you all right? Is the green gem safe? The dog asked, continuing to swim. The cat, of course, could not answer no matter how much she wanted to because she had the gem in her mouth, so she remained silent. The dog asked again, Are you sure the gem is safe? Again, the cat was silent. The dog became very worried and asked the same question four or five times, but each time the cat gave no reply. Finally, the dog lost his patience and became angry. Why don't you answer me? He shouted rudely. Can't you hear me? I've asked you over and over and you haven't said a single word in reply. This made the cat angry too. She could keep quiet no longer. She opened her mouth and cried, Yes, I have it! But as she spoke, the green gem fell out of her mouth and dropped into the river and sank to the bottom. When the dog heard this noise, he suddenly realized what had happened. He felt terribly ashamed of his own stupidity. The cat was furious, but the dog felt so bad he couldn't find words to apologize. As soon as they reached the other side of the river, he quietly slunk away home by himself. The cat could not get over her disappointment. They had gone to so much trouble to get back the green gem, and now it lay at the bottom of the river. The cat sat down by the river, filled with regret and annoyance, and pondered what she should do next. How long she sat there, she did not know. And before she realized it, dawn had already broken, and a fisherman came along in his boat to haul in the nets that he had left out all night. The fisherman began taking fish from the net and throwing them into his boat. It was then that he came upon a dead fish caught in his net. This fish is no good. I'll throw it away, he said and he threw the dead fish up on the riverbank as far as he could. The dead fish landed just beside the cat. The hungry cat picked it up and was starting to eat it when she noticed a hard bulge in the fish's throat. She opened the fish up to see what the bulge was. It was the green gem which had fallen into the river. The fish must have thought the gem was something to eat, reasoned the cat, and swallowed it in one gulp, but the gem was so big that it got stuck. The cat jumped for joy. This time, she was not going to lose the gem. 
She carefully put it in her mouth and hurried home. The old man and old woman could hardly believe their eyes when they saw their cat carrying the green gem. Once again, the gem gave them a fine home. It gave them wheat and red beans. It gave them silver and gold. The old man and woman were happy once more. The old man and woman were so overjoyed that the cat had brought back their precious green gem that they praised her over and over again. Out of gratitude, they allowed the cat to come inside the house and live from that time forth eating the best of foods. In fact, the old couple doted on the cat so much they forgot all about the dog. So he slept in a corner of the yard and ate nothing but leftover food and fish bones. Because the cat became the old couple's favorite and the dog was neglected, the dog became very jealous of her. From that day on, the cat and the dog were enemies, and that is why, even today, cats and dogs are always fighting. The End Okay, I hope you enjoyed the green gem. What would you wish for if you had a green gem? I would wish for a tropical vacation and maybe the chance to swim with stingrays. I think that would be really cool. Okay, so at the end of each episode, you might know that I like to dive into each country a little bit more to learn some more about it. So we'll start with location. Where is Korea? Korea, and now I'm talking about North and South Korea together, so Korea as a whole is a peninsula and a few islands on the eastern side of the Asian continent. It shares a northern border with Russia for a measly 11 miles and with China for a much, much longer distance. The Yellow Sea lies to the west, separating Korea from China, and the South China Sea lies to the south and the Sea of Japan lies to the east, separating Korea from Japan. So for the size of the peninsula, North Korea is about 46,000 miles squared. South Korea is about 38,000 miles squared. So combined, they are about the size of Minnesota. So now that we're thinking about the size of the peninsula as about the size of Minnesota, think about the population. The population of South Korea is about 51 million people, so about a sixth of the U.S. population. North Korea is half that, so it's 25 million people, so about a twelfth of the U.S. population. Oh, and I can't forget the capitals. The capital of North Korea is Pyongyang, and the capital of South Korea is Seoul. Okay, the history of Korea is long and it is complicated. Many different nations have tried to influence and control Korea, which this ultimately led to the separation of the peninsula into two different countries. But long before that, it is believed that people settled into the area 500,000 years ago and that the Korean peninsula was actually connected to Japan because the South China Sea was much lower than it is today. Archaeologists have found pottery dating 8,000 years BC and that there is evidence of bronze and iron tools that are about 3,000 years old. Korea was made up of many different tribes which later merged into three main kingdoms. These kingdoms fought for many years for supreme control over the area. 
often with Chinese, Japanese, or Russian armies backing them. The Korean Empire was united and became independent in 1897 after China and Japan ended a war over who would control the peninsula. Unfortunately, just 13 years later, in 1910, Japan regained control over Korea. When Japan surrendered to the Allied forces, like the U.S. and Europe, in World War II, Korea became split into a U.S.-occupied southern region and a Soviet. Occupied Northern Region. This division led to the Korean War in 1950 and resulted in the official split of the two nearly independent countries of North and South Korea in 1953. Today, North and South Korea are very different countries. The North is under strict communist rule by Kim Jong Un, and many people live in poverty and lack freedom of speech, religion, and political beliefs. The South is a democratic, wealthy country known for advanced technology, K-pop, and incredible skincare products. So you can probably guess what the official language of Korea is, and if you guess Korean, you are correct. A fun fact about the language is that the Korean alphabet was invented in the 1400s, and this allowed them to write down their language as it was meant to be written down. For the very first time, before its invention, they used the Chinese alphabet, but it didn't really capture how Korean words were pronounced. About five percent of Koreans also speak Chinese, and an estimated ten percent of Koreans speak English. Now, for the religion of Korea, we're going to talk about North and South Korea separately. The Constitution of North Korea states that citizens have religious freedom. However, the government encourages atheism, which is the belief that there are no god or gods. And it is reported that thousands of North Koreans are imprisoned for practicing religion. That being said, I read that 65% of people in North Korea don't follow any religion, while 16% of North Koreans follow indigenous shamanistic religions with a belief in ancestral spirits. 13% practice a relatively new religion called Shandoism. 4.5% are Buddhist, and 1.4% are Christian. In South Korea, 41% of people don't follow any religion, and 15% are atheists, making it the fifth non-religious country in the world. 19% are Christian, 15% are Buddhist, 7% are Catholic, and just under 1% are marked as a mixture of Shandoism, Confucianism, and traditional religions. So, for famous people, if you are a fan of K-pop or like Korean popular music or one of the many K-dramas or TV shows or movies that are on Netflix, then you probably know more famous Koreans than I do. Some of the Koreans who have made their names internationally known include Bong Joon-ho, who directed the phenomenal 2019 movie *Parasite*, which also won the Oscar for Best Picture. There's Psy, who came out with a delightfully silly song and music video, Gangnam Style. There's also Yi So Yeon, who became the first Korean in space with her flight to the International Space Station in 2008. All right, I like to end with fun fact about the country. So today's fun fact has to do with kimchi. Have you ever heard of kimchi? Have you tried it? Do you like it? So, if you've smelled it before, you know it smells very kind of sour. And if you've tasted it, it tastes sour.、Um, it's very tangy, but it's really good. 
with a lot of different types of foods. So with a really tangy taste like that, can you guess what it's made out of? So it's made out of vegetables, garlic, spices, and fish sauce that is packed together and left to ferment until it's nice and tangy. It's known to be a very nutritious and healthy food, and it's served with many different foods like fried rice and bimbimbap. And if you're like, uh, Miss Diane, what is bimbimbap? I'm glad you asked. It's a rice dish that's served in like a really hot stone dish so that the rice on the bottom gets all crunchy. And then it's served with meat and maybe a hard-boiled egg, lots of veggies, and lots of cool things to put on top like kimchi and bean sprouts and radishes. And it's really delicious. And I encourage you to find a Korean restaurant and try it. Anyway, back to kimchi. It's so popular and used in so many different ways that there are over 200 different kinds of it. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed our story today, The Green Gym, and I hope you also enjoyed learning a little bit more about Korea. And I hope you'll join us two weeks from now when I have another story from a different part of the world to share with you. Thanks again for listening to the Global Storytime Podcast. I'm Diane Strand. Until next time, bye.